Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of This Week in Appa, episode number 82. Glad you could join me. I'm your host, John Aslan, and uh, hey, well, things are as they were the last time we chatted. Uh, pretty much the country on lockdown, some areas opening up a bit. Hope that you all are very well and uh, hopefully uh, uh, financially stable and uh and uh, if you are and uh, you've got some extra time, I I'm, I'm hope you're, you're playing some APA sports. Uh, I know I am, and uh, uh, I am healthy. My family's healthy. I'm very blessed to uh, uh, really have this entire uh, COVID-19 situation not affect me uh, really hardly at all. So that's, that's great news, and I hope uh, the news is the same for you. Have a good program. Uh, uh, this time uh, for episode number 82, I'm going to talk with Mike Shirting. He is a uh, writer, a newspaper man from Billings, Montana, and uh, he had a very interesting replay that he did, and it was a one-game replay, uh, but uh, it, it was on a topic uh, that was near and dear to him. It was two Billings, Montana uh, Major League pitchers, one very well-known, the other not so much, Joe McIntosh, uh, who was a pitcher uh, back in the uh, mid-70s for the San Diego Padres uh, at a game in June of 1975. Uh, went to the mound against the Montreal Expos and won Dave McNally, and that's a name I'm sure everyone has heard of. Uh, Dave McNally, one of the uh, Baltimore Oriole great pitchers uh, of all time, and uh, uh, both pitchers from Billings, Montana, met uh, on an uh, afternoon in June first game of a doubleheader and uh, the replay was done by uh, uh, Mike Shirting and uh, he's going to tell us all about it. He's going to tell us how he came up with it, how he contacted uh, Joe McIntosh and talked to him about the uh, the actual game and what the replay uh, put forth uh, when he did it uh, just a few weeks ago. So Mike Shirting will be coming straight on uh, when we come back. You're listening to This Week in APA. Welcome back, everybody, to This Week in Up. I'm your host, John Aslan, and as promised, we have a guest who uh, had a little bit of, a, of an individual short uh, project that he wanted to do. Uh, he is a uh, sports writer from Billings, Montana. He writes for the Billings Gazette's been doing it since the year 2000, and uh, I'll let him get you caught up with the replay he did uh, using APA Baseball. And my guest, I want to welcome in, Mike Shirting. Mike, thanks for coming on to broadcast. Thanks hey. for taking time for this week in Apple. No, it's great. This, is, uh, this, this should be fun. Thanks for asking me. Well, I know you've been playing a long time. I did a little research on you, and I read the article, which is, which is really a great article. If anybody gets a chance uh, to read that article in the Billing Gazette, and we'll let you tell them how they can get to it if they want to. But uh, uh, you've been a long-time Apple player since you were a kid. Why don't you talk about how you got introduced to the game? Well, yeah, I wrote about it, oh, been a couple of weeks now, um, and judging by the response, I've gotten a few emails, and and somebody was kind enough to uh, post my uh, post a link to the story on the Delphi site, um, kind of figured it would end up there one way or another, but <laughs> it, it's kind of funny, some of the comments were, 
and some of the emails were like, my story is exactly like that. So um, I think it's a pretty common theme about, you know, just a young baseball fan sees the advertisement in a magazine and pesters his mom, right? I mean, uh, getting that full-color brochure was just um, <laughs> nothing short of mind-blowing, right, when you're uh, a preteen and see all that color and those baseball cards and, uh, I just knew I had to have it, right? I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Dick Seitz was a quite a marketer. I don't know what he figured out, but that, <laughs> but th that ad that he put in all the sporting publications, Sporting News, Smith and Street, or Street and Smith, uh, and then just the just the way it was worded, and then the, the the card that he put in there, and then you received the card that you sent away for the information. Genius. Right. Yeah. I mean, absolute genius. Well, and I think with um, some of the people I work with, I'm, I'm 57, so most of the people I work with are younger, and most of the people I deal with on a daily basis are younger. And, but just to explain to them, too, just the, the time frame of seeing that first ad, sending away for the brochure, getting the brochure back, sending away for the game, right? Like it wasn't just quick... It wasn't just like click and it shows up three days later on your doorsteps. I mean, exactly. I wrote, I wrote about in that column that I, every day, man, I, I went out the door and I waited on the street corner, looked down the street to see when the mailman would come. I'd see his little truck and I'd run into the house and just wait and hope that was the day, you know? Yeah. And uh, finally, finally it was the day. But uh, just, you know, those are, besides just playing the games, those are the, distinct memories I have of this hobby is just the, you know, not even the playing as much as just, boy, the anticipation and um, just the the outside stuff besides the, the shaking of the dice. You know, and, and you, you said it perfectly. I mean, the perfect word is the anticipation. Uh, you know, in today's instant gratification world, these kids don't know what that is. They don't know what it is for <laughs> You know, for even a day, you know, you can get something from Amazon in two days. It, it's unbelievable, regardless of what it is. Uh, but yeah, and, and it was a different time, and uh, uh, whatever it was that sure. drew people in, that that definitely was what it, uh, is what happened. So you get the game. I, I know you and your brother played, and you loved it right from the get go. Um, uh, he he kind he kind of stopped, but you, you really haven't stopped. You 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 you, you keep playing. Uh, I, I'm assuming even to today, obviously you did the replay, but uh, do you do anything now? Do you have any projects that you're into now? Yeah, I do um, mostly tournaments now. And, and matter of fact, I'm in the middle of a 75 triple elimination tournament. Um, some people might remember on the on the Delphi boards, I, I probably posted some pot projects. I used to call them rallies, like Rally 31 mm. or Penna Chase. Uh, can't remember the year of that one maybe 68 maybe mm -hmm. so I, I don't have the um, stick to itiveness to do a full season replay I mean I don't know how those I don't know if you've ever done one but I don't know how those guys do it I'm um, in the middle of one eight years in I'm halfway through oh no way <laughs> <laughs> I don't know like I'm too busy I'm too eager to move on you know uh -huh. and so I kind of finally settled on these triple elimination tournaments where yeah. winner, winner's bracket are best of five, and then the second 
you go to the second tier, your first losers, that's best of three, and then yeah. the next group of losers is one and done. And eventually you come out with a league champions and then I play a World Series. But yeah. so, and, uh, and you end up documenting them on, on double. And that, that really gives it some credibility, if, if nothing else, to yourself. Right. No, that's true. And um, I did find that I was maybe documenting it too much. <laughs> and taking away from the actual playing of the games, yeah. which is fine, but also the, the point is to play the games, right? So, but I've been playing ever since I was a little kid. I had a you know a break from my early post college years and early adult where I took a little bit of a break, and but then once my life kind of settled down a little bit and I found myself having a little more time, I, I just jumped right back in and I'd say for the last 15 years or so, uh, I've been going pretty strong again. Well, it's a healthy addiction. That's, that's the way I like to put it. it and, uh, yeah. yep. <laughs> um, well, well, tell us a little bit about this, this, uh, well, I, I, I put it in quotes project because it was just one game, but Tell us how you one came day, up with yeah. this. Yeah, one day, but it was but it was a great day, and I thought it was a great idea. Tell us how you started in on this. Oh, well, thanks. Well, it was um, it was actually through playing the 1975 card set. Uh, there was a San Diego pitcher, Joe McIntosh, and of course, you know, that's the hometown, and it was Billings, Montana. And of course, we all you know, hopefully all you guys know about Dave McNally, right, the longtime Orioles pitcher. He was from Billings, too. And um, so it was always in the back of my mind for a lot of years that, uh, you know, unfortunately Dave passed away in 2003, but Joe uh, still alive. He's 68 years old. He's living in Seattle. But I just always, nobody in Billings uh, really mentions him very much. So I thought one of these days, you know, hopefully I'll have some time. I'll call him up and do a story, right? And so now this is unfortunately a good time because there's no spring sports going on and we have to do um, more featurey type stories rather than go out and cover events, which is right. fine with me. I like doing those type of stories. So I just called up Joe and talked to him for about an hour and sat down and wrote a story from his perspective. He told me, um, well, in the course of searching through some old uh, archives here at the Gazette. We found some photos of him from his American Legion days. And uh, Chase Doak, whom I work with, found this AP article that McIntosh and McNally, two Billings guys from Billings, Montana, pitched against each other in 1975. And in fact, it turned out to be Dave McNally's last game. Yeah. Because uh, he walked away the very next day, just said, I don't have it anymore. Um, I'm done. And this was in the, you know, early June, you know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and um, yeah. go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I, I, I was just going to say I was reading uh, about that, and, and you're exactly correct. He hung him up after that game, and it was back on June 8, 1975, middle of the season. Uh, yep. Uh, but, uh, but the fact that, that you had two pitchers from Billings, Montana, in fact, they played for the uh, they played for the same coach, the American Legion, uh, American Legion coach. You call them the Bane Boys. Just, uh, tell us about that. Yes. Well, they were about eight years apart, so Dave was earlier. But Dave was actually, Dave McNally was a good friend of Joe's older brother. And so they would hang out quite a bit. Ed Bain was just a, a legendary American Legion coach here in Billings. Um, 
I think it was from the early 50s to the early 70s, and then he had a, came back for a three-year, three-year, four-year stint in the late 80s. But they won like 20 state titles, uh, 14 straight at one time, I think it was, and they went to the Legion World Series four times. And in 1960, they rode Dave McNally all the way to the World Series championship game. Uh, I think he was like uh, 18-0 and 0 or something that year. And they lost to New Orleans, so they finished the year 18-1. and one, And then a couple of weeks later, Dave McNally signed with the Orioles um, right. to, to pitch for the Orioles. So, yeah, these guys had, had known each other. And I don't even know if many Billings people knew that two Billings guys, as Joe McIntosh said, you know, meet in the province of Quebec in Canada and pitch a major league game. That's right. You know, you <laughs> Like he says, what are the odds of that? <laughs> exactly. Um, exactly. But, but that, Joe was a rookie. Joe, yeah, Joe was a rookie. And um, he told me the story. He, he called up the pie to his old buddy. He told me back in those days, he, he didn't even remember if he was aware he was pitching against McNally until uh, the day before. Um, he said we reached a just read it in the paper like everybody else who we were facing. Mm-hmm. And um, so he, he went in the clubhouse phone and called up McNally, and, you know, they explain, exchanged, as he says, the, the pleasantries and stuff. And at the end of the conversation, McNally told him, uh, nothing but fast fastballs down the middle, right? Uh, <laughs> meaning, you know, when you're up and I'm up, we're just going to kind of group. So Joe gets up, like, in the second inning, um, and, you know, He's ready to, to get a hit, right? He's ready to swing away. And McFat, McNally just feeds him three straight curveballs, which was probably his specialty pitch at the time. And uh, McIntosh just sat down. He said on his way back to the dugout, he looked over his shoulder and he saw McNally was laughing. So uh, just a case of the old grizzled veteran having fun with the rookie, I think. Exactly, exactly. Um, and you know what? And McNally was a pretty good hitter. You didn't want to feed him fastballs. No, matter of fact, I was going through some research on him. Um, he hit, he hit nine regular season home runs. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he's got two hits in the World Series, and both of them are home runs. So yeah. <laughs> that could swing a bat. Yeah, not. not <laughs> but he was say Joe. Joe didn't feed him any fastballs after that. Yeah, right. He wasn't gonna, he wasn't going to be outdone <laughs> by the veteran, the young guy. But. Uh, right. Yeah, but uh, so so the game so the game goes on and and uh, uh, it ends up uh, I believe being a five two final in favor of San Diego. Yeah, right? Joe. Yeah, Joe pitches a complete game, um, probably one of his best games. Well, as it turns out, of his career because things kind of went south for him after that. And mm-hmm. and Joe kind of joked. He said, "Well, Dave probably figured if I can't beat that guy, I'm done." And mm-hmm. McNally, sure enough. We just retired the next day, and Joe said he didn't give me any indication on that phone call that he was thinking about it. So, but you know, he had been having some arm soreness, and you know, he said in McNally said in the stories, the AP stories, that I just didn't have it anymore. So he just figured it was time to walk away. Yeah, he. he uh, in fact, he. I think his quote was, "He felt like he was stealing money from from the ball club." Right. But, uh, but yeah. I mean, a 14-year career, 184 major league wins. That's that's a pretty good that's a pretty good uh, run. 
he was a he was a solid solid pitcher and i remember reading some stuff from andy etcheberry and he used to catch him in baltimore mm-hmm. right. and then uh went on to california so etcheberry caught jim palmer a lot caught nolan ryan a lot and etcheberry said um mcnally was the best pitcher he ever caught so um yeah. he he had a good he had a good run there he, he was a bulldog no, no no doubt about it so so when you decide, okay, you know, these two guys faced each other back in June of 75. I've got the 75 set. Let's reenact that. So, so you get the game and, and you decide that's what you're going to do. Yeah, well, like I say, I'm playing the 75 tournament, so I already had the cards out. So yeah. um, what I've been doing with this tournament, though, is just playing the on the roster, right, the top 25 guys mm-hmm. that you get. And then I take all the other cards and I just turn them over and they're kind of just there in case I need him, but, and so I went downstairs and was hoping McNally was in there, you know, but App has done a good job in recent years of, of carding most players. I mean, remember when we started, it was 20, 20 players per team. 20, yeah, right. And so, yeah, there was McNally in there, and I thought, well, there's step two. I got both those guys, so I went to baseball reference, you know, check the, check the lineups, and I think I had to find... Larry Lentz on the Cardinals. I had to put him on the Expos. And um, Moses was the Padres catcher, and he, he barely played, but he was he was on the back end of the White Sox and the back of the White Sox envelope. So, so I got him, and so I was able to duplicate the full lineups. Yeah, yeah. And, and so you got the, using baseball reference, you get the, the starting lineups and the Pictures are ready to go. So tell us how the reenactment of that game went. Well, I wrote, uh, you know, top of my little scorecard. I wrote Bain Boys game, June 8th, 1975, and, and started rolling the dice. Um, Expos scored one run in the first like they did in real life. Um, mm-hmm. Took a one nothing lead on a Tim Foley double. Uh, Padres answered in the second. Um an RBI single, and, and then another run in the fourth. Um, and then, like I wrote, my, uh, Mike Jorgensen from the Expos hit a two-run single in the bottom of the fifth, so the Expos are up three to two at this point. Now, people don't have the 75 set. McNally's a grade D, mm. and McIntosh is a CZ. Oh. So, you know, McNally's only given up two runs through six innings. He's, you know... He's kind of on borrowed time, right? <laughs> if, you, <laughs> right if you're wondering about that. Yeah. But, you know, I, I got to leave him in there. He's, he's doing pretty good. So it's still 3-2 to two going into the eighth inning. Um, and so McNally gets Ivy to fly to right. Then, uh, then the Padres go single, walk, and walk. And so I figure I've pushed it far enough. Um, bases are loaded. Uh, it's time to get Dave out there. As much as I'd like to see, you know, the Billings guy stay in there, I got to yeah. get him out. Yeah, good call. And just as, just as uh, luck would have it, McIntosh was up. Oh. And I'm like, well, I got to pinch hit for the guy. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't leave him in there. So, Ray McCovey was was on the bench. This was actually a, a, in real life. This was a makeup game of an earlier rainout. So. The teams were playing in real life a doubleheader this day. Oh. 
So McCovey, who's who's getting older at this point, was sitting the first game. I did check; he was in the lineup the second game. Mm-hmm. So you got you got stretch on the bench, uh, available to pinch hit in a bases loaded situation. And you got to do it. Absolutely. Uh, meanwhile, the, meanwhile, Expos bringing uh, Crillers to pitch, and McCovey lines a two-run single and gives the Padres a four-to-three lead and. That's where it ends up. So, I mean, it didn't exactly duplicate, but McIntosh was the winning pitcher because he was the pitcher of record when right. McCovey got the hit, right. and McNally took the loss because he had the he left those runners on base. And so, in real life, that, that was that's was how it was. McIntosh beat McNally, and so that's how it was in Napa too. And you published those numbers in your article of the uh, of the of the replay. Uh, yeah. stats of the pitchers and the uh, actual and they were pretty close when it came right down to it. well especially when you consider it's a, a C and D guy going right, right? because that right. you know those D guys can go either way so <laughs> right. in real life uh, McIntosh like I said threw a complete game nine hitter um, in my game he gave up seven hits in seven innings uh, two runs in real life three in this uh, three to four walks, and then two strikeouts to three. Yeah. Uh, McNally overachieved in the game, but um, other than that, it was just in terms of innings. Other than that, in real life, he gave up four and runs. In this game, he gave up four and runs. So, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're hoping against hope, right, that it's going to work out that way, and <laughs> it just did. Usually does. No re-rolls, right? No re-rolls, oh, no yeah. playing the game. This was, this was a one-off thing. So, uh, it was fun. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and, and it was a great idea. I mean, when I read the article, I thought, you know, that's pretty cool. that you got two guys, a guy that lives in, in, in Billings, and he, he takes two guys that actually faced each other on a specific date. And the right. fact that McNally retires after the game, I mean, yes. that, that, that's, that's incredible. And, uh, and, we, <laughs> and, and, and it, for those who don't know, and I think you mentioned that uh, uh, McNally passed away in 2002, uh, uh, complications. I think he had prostate cancer and throat cancer. Um, lung cancer, correct, yep. Yeah, but uh, Joe McIntosh still around. Uh, what's Joe doing now? He's, a, he's an attorney in Seattle, so okay. he's still working. Um, he, we talked a little bit about his career because I, I just love 70s baseball. I mean, that was my sweet spot. And so I'm, I'm actually rereading Big Hair on Plastic Grass mm, and right. Stars and Strikes by Dan Epstein, just great books. And yeah. so you know, the 70s were just full of characters, you know. And, and um, Joe, even though he played one year plus, I mean, he had, he had a few appearances in 1974 uh, and played a full season in 75. He got hurt in 76 yeah. in spring training. Uh, and then just never pitched again. So a short career, but, uh, you know, picked the right time to be playing, I think. Yeah, yeah, I really did. And, uh, you know, I, I was looking up, uh, doing a little bit of research, and actually both he and McNally started out 3-0 and in 1975. And, in fact, after the first three starts for McIntosh, his ERA was around 1.5, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But uh, then he, he kind of was- hit a wall. Yeah, he was off to a great. After he beat McNally, he was like six and three. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think I put it in the story, and I can't remember exactly, but I think his ERA was like two point one eight or something. Yeah. So it wasn't like he was a you know a fluke. He was off to a great start, and 
and he, you know, he ended up throwing 183 innings. Um, he, there looked like there was a couple long extra inning games where he had to kind of pitch the end and then start like two or three days later. You know, they didn't. This was still the 70s. Then, right? This was still the right. 70s now. <laughs> they didn't care about just counts. <laughs> right. And so I think he just, like you said, I think he just kind of ran out of steam by the end of the year and um, um, kind of faded. But uh, yeah. so it, to me, it was interesting just the juxtaposition of like winning this game was essentially the high point statistically of McIntosh's career. Mm. And then it was just the end of, I mean, that was just it for McNally. He was yeah. done. Yeah. So, uh, it was just intriguing, just an interesting intersection of two Billings kids, right, who yeah. who grew up just blocks from each other. And and Joe would say, like I said, uh, Dave was friends with Joe's older brother, and he said McNally spent time at their house all the time, and he just he just revered the guy because, yeah. you know, he was this legion stud pitcher, and uh, everybody loved the guy. Yeah, yeah was, like I said, great career, 184 total wins, and... Uh, uh, 14 years as a big leaguer, and like you said, nine regular season home runs. The guy pretty much did it all, but uh, but to have it end right there and, and for you to go back and, and to be able to replay that. I mean, that's one of the great things about Appa. You know, uh, you, you can go back and, and do, you can manufacture a game between two pitchers from Billings, Montana, yes. but you didn't have to. All you, it this actually happened. You were just replaying. Right, yep. Yeah, so no, it's... It's uh, just, and I don't know, just like, I was kind of joking that with Greggy pitchers, anything can happen, but yeah. we've all been more times than not, just something is pulling these dice, right, to to perform the way they should. Don't you think sometimes, like, yeah. um, you don't get a whole lot of flukes, and um, it's just, uh, well, there's a reason it's, been around and so popular right is yeah. it's that, that's right it's I, fun and it's magical and i think the feel of the actual being in the game is something that's unique to happen where it isn't the some other very popular uh tabletop games stratomatic being one uh, pursue the pen and another but i think just the feel the real game feel of appa it's it's uh, unsurpassed by any other game yep uh, Years of enjoyment, for sure. Absolutely. Now, uh, now you say you're 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 still playing a little different projects. You got this seventy-five triple elimination uh, tournament. Is that still ongoing? Yep, I'm. I'm in. I finished the national league portion. The Reds needed to go the distance and and won the national league title. So we're just waiting to find out who's going to come out of the American League. So oh, yeah, Those, uh, Reds are pretty yeah. good team. Seventy-five, don't you think? <laughs> Yeah. Well, you yeah, you were there firsthand. So, yeah, so, so um, every home game, yeah, they were good. Yeah, they were good, and I think even better the following year. And, and seventy six, yeah. yeah. But uh, that'll probably be my next one. So I've, I've got all these seventy sets that I, I think I wrote in my column there that I, I started collecting good red seasons. You know, yeah. pure coincidence, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, um, so I've got I've got a lot of seventy seasons I got to get through on these tournaments. So yeah. uh, hopefully got a lot of playing ahead of me too. You you sure do well, especially in these times, you know, of, uh, you know yeah. sheltering in place. You, you, <laughs> you can sneak away into the yeah. office, you know, away from your wife and your kid. Maybe uh, 
you know, you can, you can get get some things done. <laughs> I thought you were supposed to be working. I am. I you was, are working. This is, I'm turning this into a story, right? Like, you know what it is? It's both worlds. It's the clinking of the dice that give it away, though. That's the, yeah. that's the problem. <laughs> well, that, that's what I wrote about. Like, um, I'm sure we all did it. We all had to stuff Kleenex in our dice shakers, right? Because that noise was just bugging our parents crazy. <laughs> At least it did mine. Because yeah. we'd take our game on vacation and stuff. And, sure. You know, yeah. you'd share your hotel room with your parents. They're trying to go to bed. And we're still playing that, but... I, I got to tell you, it's been a real pleasure talking to you. I think the the replay of that game, uh, you know, it, it was just one game. A lot, you know, me myself, I'm playing a full season. You know, you're doing tournaments, guys are doing tournaments and and replays. But you know, just this one game, a very interesting idea, and uh, I, I'm really uh, happy you were able to share it with us. Uh, not only in the article. Uh, but uh, also on on this week and APA. Where can people uh, find you? Do you you have any place they can go, website or anything they can go to and check out some of your articles? Yeah, this one you could probably, the easiest way would be to go to 406mtsports.com and could probably just search my name, uh, Mike Schitting, or even just Joe McIntosh or Dave McNally. Um, If you go to billingsgazette.com, you'll find many more Dave McNally stories. Uh, the 406 website has only been around for a few years, but the Gazette website just has a, an archive of uh, Dave McNally stories uh, when he passed away, his funeral, just his career, retrospectives. So if you want to read more about Dave, uh, we've got plenty of stuff on the BillingsGazette.com website too. Well, that'd be great. And uh, I really enjoyed your article, really enjoyed the conversation, Mike. And uh, uh, keep on playing Apple, my friend. And if you have anything interesting come up, uh, give me a buzz. We'll get you back. We'll do. And I appreciate you asking me. This has been fun. And uh, I appreciate the service you provide. It helps people stay connected, right, in this community and the Apple newsletter and finding out new members. So it's great. Well, thank you for the kind words, Mike. I appreciate it. We'll keep it going. Okay. Thanks, John. All right, buddy. Take care. That was Mike Scherting uh, from uh, Billings, Montana. He did the replay of the uh, the game between two Billings kids, Dave McNally and Joe McIntosh. That game was on June 8, 1975. And even though the score was different, turned out the same way. McIntosh beats McIntosh. And uh, uh, great to talk to Mike about that. And uh, he did a fine job of uh, of letting us know how it all went down. So we're going to take a a break. When we come back, we'll wrap it up from here on This Week in Napa. So stick around. And welcome back to the final segment of this episode of This Week in Appa. I'm your host, John Azalon, and I want to thank Mike Scherting for taking the time to come on the podcast and talk about his uh, unique one-game replay of the uh, Battle of Billings, Montana between Dave McNally and Joe McIntosh. Uh, Very interesting uh, the way uh, things played out. Dave McIntosh's final game of his career uh, was on that day. Uh, I thought that was uh, quite interesting. And uh, Joe McIntosh, his career pretty much went downhill after that. But uh, uh, a, a job well done. Um, by Mike Scherting, and I appreciate him coming on. I apologize for the editing. 
uh, we had to do a lot of, I had to do a lot of editing due to the fact that we cut out like maybe six, seven times during the original interview. So if it seemed a little choppy, I apologize, but uh, uh, we'll try to get a little bit better at that as time goes on. Um, just want to thank everybody for listening and continuing to follow this weekend app. I appreciate all your feedback. Uh, certainly uh, continue that feedback through the Facebook pages or the This Week in APA uh, Facebook uh, page, or you can send a voicemail as you uh, uh, have done in the past through the This Week in APA Anchor Podcast site. You have up to one minute to let me know what you think, and uh, I would appreciate hearing from you uh, at any time uh, about your comments or ideas for the show. I want to let everybody know that I'm thinking about you, and I hope you guys are all safe and Uh, A lot of the regional tournaments have been canceled. I'm sure we all know about that by now. Uh, But uh, some of us uh, are doing things uh, through the APA community uh, that are done virtually. And uh, we may try to get some of those folks on to talk about how they are uh, reacting and dealing with these strange and uncertain times that we are in right now. So uh, we'll pick it up next time right here on This Week in APA. Again, thanks for listening and uh, uh, stay tuned uh, for our next uh, project and program. Until then, I'm John Aslan saying so long and thanks for listening to This Week in APA.